Each month, myself and other Irrational Passions members will play through a new game. Modern to retro, obscure to popular. Games we've played before and those we have. We'll be hitting checkpoints as we go and discussing our experiences. Play along with us and join in the discussion. This is Video Game Book Club. everybody back to video game book club for this special video game book club mini episode now you guys might be thinking to yourself scott you told us the next game you guys would be covering is ori in the blind forest definitive edition well you would be right but tis the season for incredibly busy schedules and extra life marathons so we're a bit behind on the ori stuff so in the meantime we decided to do a little special mini episode where we play through super hot uh and let's just, uh, we have a pretty jam-packed episode, so we're going to get right off the bat. But master of all things social media for Irrational Passions, welcome, returning once more, George Cruz. How's it going, George? Hello there. I returned to the stage of history, and Scott gave a really uh, logical answer. The reality for me is that I'm a cheap ass, and that game's coming to Game Pass, and I'm not about to buy it before I get it for free. So that's 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 what that's where I'm at. Both work. Both work. <laughs> the half man, half mermaid, half Pusheen, Quinn Hoffman. Welcome back, Quinn. Well, howdy. It's been a hot minute. It has. It has. You were on the the first one. The yes, first. Sir. But then you missed out on Dead Space. And of course, okay. last but certainly not least, and if we manage to get this guy on here, you know it's going to be classy as fuck. Welcome to Video Game Book Club, Mr. Jarrett Green. How's it going tonight, sir? Uh, I am wearing cufflinks. If you aren't. Classy as um, fuck. I also appreciate uh, George keeping it real. Mm-hmm. 100 you know? Hashtag realness. <laughs> There's not enough realness on Twitter Speaking the and truth. on the internet these days. Speaking no. the truth. I'm glad you're here for it. Mm-hmm. Well, just like every first episode in Video Game Book Club, we start with just a brief recap of what games came out the year that the game we are playing came out. And Super Hot originally came out on PC and Xbox back in 2016, way back two years ago. Yeah, looking back at the list of games that came out that year, tons of really good ones. We had XCOM 2, a fantastic, fantastic tactical shooter, or tactical... Apparently, uh, Apparently, George's not convinced. I think out. the launch was rough on PC. It wasn't the great. Was oh, the it, launch was rough. It, it's blossomed though. It's a. It's still, I think, a, a fantastic tactical, uh, tactical PC series. We had bravely second and later for the 3DS. The uh, a fantastic job-based uh, RPG. Really big fan of the bravely series. Too bad, Mr. I Mike Burgess. Yeah, bravely fantastic soundtracks. Fantastic soundtracks. Um, unfortunately, Alex O'Neill and Mike Burgess aren't here, but to chime in for this, but The Division came out in 2016, and I know that is, uh, their baby. They, they love that game. Um, I played the beta with Alex, and I was like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I know, um, myself, along with Mike and Alex, are pretty hyped about Division 2, which is coming out in March, um... And of course, the game that we're actually going to be segueing into after Super Hot that we were supposed to be playing right now 
is actually com- mm. actually came out in 2016 as well. Ori and the def- uh, How sh- Definitive Edition. How sure are we about that? I could have sworn it was 2015. I'm def- pretty sure it's 2015. The Definitive Edition came out ah, in 2016. Okay, well, all right. Okay. So, Damn, not even listening to the rules. Yeah. Okay. Which, out here is snapping. The, which is the version we are playing for Video Game Book Club. I'm saying, but by these fucking rules, we might as well be saying Super Hot came out in 2017 because that's when the PS4 version came out. Hell yeah, baby. Um, uh, the beautiful and difficult Hyper Light Drifter came out in 2016. Great game. Fantastic game. Dark Souls 3 came out and ended yeah, that's the, a game. Uh, ended the Dark Souls trilogy. I was looking at my shelf and I saw Dark Souls 3 and I was like, that is a video game I played and purchased. Mm-hmm. Huh. Same <laughs> Surprise. I don't remember it. <laughs> the funny thing is with um, Dark Souls 3, it was actually accidentally released on like the Taiwanese or the Chinese Xbox store. Right. So you yep, could get it like that. a week or week and a half early. So I remember reading the news story and I ran home, bought asian microsoft store cards from like play asia so i could quickly uh, purchase it and use the codes and it was i um, remember being a baby and because the game came out early all the wikis were already done so like there was like no secret to that game because when it came out i was like oh fuck this i'm just gonna look mm. it up and yeah yeah. and there were streams of it yeah it was it was a pretty crazy time Mm -hmm. dishonored 2 came out apparently Oh yeah, you, you added this, didn't you, Quinn? That, that, that just screams you added this. I wonder if it actually came out, or if he's not just out here repping. No, it did. No but oh. that's exactly how people felt in 2016 as well. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Huh. The clock level was apparently a big thing. The clock tower thing. I do remember. Yeah. That's exactly what I remember. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. That was like big. headlinable. I remember. Uh huh. So great. and Clank came out the yeah. same week as Dark Souls Three. I remember that much. I bought them at the same time. That game was really bad market I, choice. Bad movie, but it was a good remake of the, uh, the original okay. Ratchet and Clank game. It's uh, a good game. Uh, Hitman. I think not the full Hitman came out in 2016. I think only certain chapters came out in 2016. It wrapped up at the end of 2016, actually. Yeah, it's. I think it started and finished in 2016. Started in February or January and oh. made it up until. Yeah, and yeah. people were like, why is this episodic? And that's weird for a Hitman game. And then yeah. by like May, mm-hmm. everyone was like, oh. Yeah, it was March, then October. But then no, I don't think anybody, it was like once the end of the year articles were being written about the game, it was like, yo, this game was great. And it was like, oh, <laughs> shit. And then people played it in 2017. People were like, oh, do you mean that episodic bullshit? And then everyone went back and played it. And they're like, oh, this actually is good. Amazon yeah, had yeah. actually mispriced it for like a week or so. And you could buy the gold complete edition for like, 15 or 20 bucks the price of Shout a single to chapter totally snagged it that way for pc that sounds like some yeah. uh plank fan shit yeah yep. it's good stuff and i i think i've played it maybe half hour it's one of those games that i really still need to touch um, good game. along with uncharted no, 4 a thief's end also came out in 2016 mm-hmm. Ooh, i mean that's a good that's a game yeah i I haven't played, I never beat two, never played three, and I think I've played like an hour or four. So. Yeah, I haven't missed much. I think yeah. you're fine. I got boring. Yeah. Like, it just got so repetitive, the gameplay. So I yep. just kind of. Play Tomb Raider. I, yeah. I did play and beat um, 
Rise of the Tomb Raider. I did play in uh, playthrough and PS. Tomb Raider's just woke Uncharted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by these fucking rules, Rise of the Tomb Raider and PS4 came out yeah. this year as well. Yes, it did. Holy shit. And PSVR. Yeah, Microsoft lost their that game was in VR. They added like hangout. They added like a mission where you're like in her house and and in night, and she's like having night terrors or some shit. Uh, yeah. VR might have been a mistake. I'll have to try that because I didn't realize that. that Let me tell you about a fucking video game that came out in the year of our Lord 2016, Doom. There you go. Yeah, you mean probably one of the better video games of like ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What a game that like shouldn't have been good, but like was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I think no one gave a shit about and then it came out like a single player shooter of a remake, like an arcade shooter, and it was just amazing. It's like, I'm starting to remember yeah. now that there, there's a game, there's another game missing from this, and that's Titanfall 2. And there, with this game, uh, Super Hot and Doom, there was it, it was a fucking year for first-person shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were some good ones. Titanfall 2, man, got shafted by EA. That's a book club game if I've ever fucking seen one. Let me tell you what. We'll have to add that to the list because I enjoy it, but it was sent to die. It was what you between can... call. It was like the week between Battlefield and a Call of Duty. I want to say mm-hmm. yes. Uh, if you yeah, can, you exactly can walk into bad, a, yeah, yeah, you can walk into a Walmart and buy that game for six dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. sad because it was it was a <laughs> sad. solid game. Sad, sad. Mm-hmm. And Mirror's Edge Catalyst, remember Oof. that thing? Oof. I still have my. This is what happens copy. when people want Mirror Edge back. They're like, "Man, Mirror Edge, that was a really good game. You should remake that." This is what Jared, happens. Shut the hell up. <laughs> you just gotta let shit die sometimes. Let it be what good. If... Let it be a good seven back in the day, and just remember it as a good seven. Don't Here's what that. they should have done. They should have hired an actual good writer. Whoever at EA, I understand making video games is hard. And and listen, you can't get Rihanna Pratchett, a busy woman. I understand. <laughs> They're ready for that game. Fucking sucked. <laughs> Anyways, uh, mighty the dumpster fire that was Mighty Number no. Nine finally released. It was better than nothing. Mm, debatable. Ah! Debatable. I mean, remember when you have a Kickstarter that breaks records and then somehow need twice as much money for some reason? Yeah. And then Me. start other Kickstarters in the midst of... Yeah, in the middle for another game out. that's also bad. Mm-hmm. There's also... There's something missing from this list. Um, Stardew Valley. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Was that also, we can't be here all day with yeah. fucking 2016 as well. Okay. Pokemon Go came out. That's, that was a video that's game. That's still a thing, and they're just finally adding PvP. Final Fantasy mm-hmm. 15 came out. It came Remember out. there was going to be a season two of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did, oh, and the that that square announcement, that square event was such a square event. And Last Guardian finally came out. Yeah, it's a video game that I played. And you yeah. could pretend you have a pet. That's mm-hmm. a giant griffin. Remember, he doesn't listen to you because he's a real animal, not because it's bad. <laughs> oh, listen, that game was all right. Logic. I, I, that game was all right. I still have that sealed as well. Okay. That's just like a trend. That's like transferring. You just okay. let them say it too, and you're like, right, whatever. Sure. Transparing. Like 64, yeah. a San Diego company. Oh, transparing. But anyway, so super hot. we are here yeah. for super hot. <laughs> super hot is why we're here. So let's. Everything else came out awesome, but super hot also came out. So. 
This is a bit different. I mean, it's a very short game, about hour, hour and a half to play through the main story. So instead of breaking it down, because it all really flows together and there's no like super cohesive story, I think for this episode, we're going to do it a little bit differently, where we just kind of talk about uh, our playthroughs and what we thought about the mechanics and the game itself and kind of go from there, as opposed to breaking down level by level. So. So what did everyone think of Super Hot? I'll go first. I have a quick thing. So was it was Super Hot revealed as a Kickstarter in 2015 or 16? No, so it came out 16, so it had to have been 14 or 15. Yeah, I want to say 14. I think it was like I'm a demo sure. or something in 2014, and then yeah. it went to Kickstarter to make it a full release in 2015. And then it finally okay. released in 2016. I believe that's the, the that's the timeline of Super Hot. Right. And so I remember for me for the longest time before we actually played it, Super Hot to me was the buzz when that Kickstarter video came out, mm -hmm. and people being like, "Holy hell, this looks incredible!" Uh, and then hearing people who had played it in 2016 being like, "Yo, that game came out and it was great," but not like I I I didn't see a passion or uh, a conversation around that game as much as... And, and, hey, 2016 was a heavy-ass year, so maybe mm -hmm. that's why. Um, but, yeah, that's that's how I felt about it. And now, having played it, I... I it's certainly good. Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know if I walked out of it surprised. I feel like I got what I got from that kickstarter trailer i was like yeah that was mm -hmm. that game there's some neat little small things which we'll talk about here yeah um that i found really interesting i think the way it executes itself um uh, for the most part is really good uh, i think the pacing may be a thing we should talk about uh, uh i know quentin mm -hmm. in our slack channel said that he had some thoughts about this game um but i feel positive about it i think a lot of the aesthetic and the way it tells a story is cool as hell mm. uh, that's my feeling um, I'm just going to say something. I think this game is fine. I think the core mechanic of slowing down time overstays its welcome significantly. Um, and on the final level, I went to sneeze because I'm me, and I paused the game, restarted it after I was almost done with it. Then I went to go to the restroom, paused the game, and then had to restart the level, and it fucking broke me. So then I watched a video on the ending of the game and was kind of like not pleased with it. But, it's a it's a video game ass video game uh, yeah, yeah. end sequence, like it was annoying. It was mm -hmm. extremely annoying to me. Um, mm -hmm. Why did you have to restart when you pause the game? Because when you pause the game, it takes you out to the menu, so then it, you have to do that. Yeah, again, yep. Which was you forgot. Yep. Inherently fucking frustrating. Yep. Um, it restarts the whole thing. Yep. And I didn't want to do that sequence for a third time because I already spent a good half hour on it. Hmm. Mm. Jarrett, I think yeah. you've played Super Hot earlier this year, if I remember correctly. Um, something like that. I remember mm -hmm. you t t telling us, "Yo, Super Hot is a good game," and I was like, "It's like 2018, but yeah, sure." Whenever um it was free for. That's um, why I have it too for Twitch. Twitch Prime? Yeah, Twitch Prime uh, subs is when I played it. Yeah, that would have been earlier um, this year. And it's a good game. Uh, I think we have to like super hot before it was a Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. 
was a like seven day almost like game jam challenge um where i think a couple of like european developers kind of threw the entire thing together in a week mm-hmm. and had a level or two and that became the core concept um <clears throat> like the levels itself or the, the basic idea making a shooter or puzzle game and Mm-hmm. using both bullets and sort of projectiles and angles and in some cases teleportation and time slowing as um, your 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 verbs if you will was basically was like decided then in 2013 mm-hmm. so everything around it was like polish and, and finding ways to make like 20 levels or however many there are and um, some sort of like story yeah um, a lot of that was probably put in the story. The story is one of those stories that um, is shallow until you realize it isn't. Yeah, it's or of, it's one thing until you realize it's it's actually another. It reminds um, me a bit of the Five Nights at Freddy's kind of story. Sort of story. It's almost like um, it is in some ways kind of like um, Doki Doki Literature Club, and that it tells one story. Mm-hmm. as an allegory to another and like the very obvious things that are happening in front of you are are yes they are that that is what's happening but also why they're happening they are almost symbols for something else yeah mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and the symbols you think they are are correct but they're also symbols for some other thing. so mm-hmm. like how doki doki is sort of like an advertisement for another horror game essentially if you drill down to what it is mm-hmm. um like the subconscious captured in a game that knows it's a game that knows you're playing it. Um, but also a story about it, it is, it's also a dating sim. That's like a weird dating sim. So mm-hmm. both of those things clash together. And now like there's somebody in the machine directly trying to talk to you mm-hmm. um, and tell you a message. You know, they know how because they're crazy and then locked right. in a machine forever. This is like super hot. Yeah. does that too. And it finds a way to make that a thing if you're interested, but it's also just a cool fucking minimalist shooter mm-hmm. that and, that that takes angles and space and and objects and makes you yeah. play with them in ways that you haven't really in a shooter before. Yeah, and to your point, Jared, of and I, th- I think we're maybe we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because we're talking about the story and the theme. Not that the story is really like, like Jeremy. Like there, yeah. there's like little bits and pieces that if you connect them together and like take it all in. There's a whole thing. Uh, but I really liked about it was for me it was very Cronenberg-esque, like specifically Videodrome, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as in it's this piece of media that's sort of uh, sentient or it, it's sort of alive, um, and and that's that's kind of yeah. the whole thing of Super Hot. Like it reveals itself later that um, it's not just a, a game; uh, it is manipulating you and it is taking over. Uh, for me, that was the thing yeah. that propelled me through the game after your introduction mm-hmm. to the um, mechanics. Uh, because let me tell you what I, I, like I said, I knew the pitch was super hot, but once you start playing those first few levels, like, yo, this game is fucking good. Yeah, uh, it, it it really does have that coolness factor, even if you have the pitch for the first few levels. It, it's super exciting and super cool. But for me personally, what really propelled me through it was seeing. Uh, the story developed and the way the game talks to the player, specifically the white text 
which I thought yeah. was so fucking good and super effective in setting a sort of tone um, and sort of an impact because the game doesn't the game doesn't really have a lot, a lot of visual storytelling uh, because yeah. it's so simplistic. And in uh, white text, you're meaning that the stuff in level that will pop on the screen, not the like mm-hmm. text or the chat room white text. No, which like, is like the player. You we are, are, not we are watching you. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Now, uh, I'll ask, have, has anyone played Super Hot VR? I have no. not. Because that is a good game. Yeah, you play, it's like, from what I read, it's like the roles are reversed with super in a way like you and a lot of those and a lot of a lot of the um levels you're playing in reverse Mm -hmm. um which is sort of the symbology of it being reversed also the story is like you are being hacked by an ai basically Mm -hmm. and there's like this weird transhuman element or is there and there isn't a whole lot of visual visual storytelling isn't like an nbc telling you something about what's going on but Anytime there's words on the screen, there's probably also something mm-hmm. about those words that has a context. Um, a lot of it is in that, like, um, Eula that you scroll through, like, mm-hmm. towards the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people who slow it down and read it, um, you'll find sort of the anchor from the story in, any, in, a, in a concrete sense. Like, you can pick mm-hmm. up basically what's happening just by playing it. Um, but if you want to know, no, it's there. Yeah, and I think it was... Matt Pat went through in, in one of he did a really good um game theory episode on um on Super Hot and then he kinda went through the Eula and it was definitely a an interesting take. And in response to what Jer- uh George was saying about the white text, I felt I th- I think that was m- it affected me the most or I uh I felt it was most poignant when you were locked in the room and it was like stay still okay now move and then it was like good boy like it was treating you like a dog and no matter how long you waited and tried to like resist moving it just kept telling you move do this do this do this until you actually did it and the game playing the player was uh, was very powerful i thought especially in like that area but the, the white text like you mentioned george was really really cool touch Right. I wanted to get to that sort of section closer, like to the middle of the game, yeah. where does the dance dog dance? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was one of my favorite sections. Uh, the, it's specifically um, where you feel subservient and dominated by the by the software. That's the part where Mio's like, "Oh, I'm no longer. I don't have my own free will. Yeah. Uh, and this thing, like, I am a slave to it." And I think I thought that was cool as hell. Uh, yeah. Just the I like the concept of the conceptually the idea of let the robot over, overlords take over you and let them like jack into your mind and shit. It, 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 on paper, I like that idea. In reality, yeah. not really. I don't want the Jeff Bezos machine to come into my mind and take over. But in theory, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts, Quinn? You've been. Uh... You haven't been saying much. So what are what are you thinking about all the all that shit is whack. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and this like, forgive me while what like when I say this, this kind of reminds me of like when androids um, dream of sheep, or whatever the hell that book's called. Do androids dream of electric sheep? Yeah, bingo. I'm just like, 
this thing being sentient and just wanting to do its own thing and kind of seeking control and like sure yeah that's like the bible for like all sci-fi pretty much little dick is like the god if if that's the bible basically (laughs) of of cyberpunk stuff and like Mm. thinking about it now because i didn't really fucking pay attention to the story because i'm like it doesn't throw it in your face it's a lot of like how much can you pick up on it and since i was getting kind of frustrated with the game Mm -hmm. sure playing it i was not picking up on it but the thing is um i find that we as humans um fear lack of control and this is kind of preying on that of like hey since as if technology is getting more and more advanced we're relying on it to do things for us but what happens when this thing that we're making turns against us it's like this whole fucking terminator shit basically Good question Sheeple. Like, what if though yeah and that's a thing george and that's like okay <laughs> what if though <laughs> like it's got problems yes but i don't know there's another it. layer to that too because um and it's the thing that makes super hot twi- like an episode of twilight zone mm-hmm. um because there is this oh, yeah. super hot itself is not an officially released piece of software you get it from you are uh, a person who hangs out around hacker forms this is a vr mm-hmm. game you are given it is presented to you that, that someone that you know is like yo this game is cool as hell check it mm-hmm. out and because of that, there's another layer to that of control. Mm-hmm. Because there are there's like chat rooms in the game where, as hackers, they feel like they know what's really going on. Like you can't you can't pull one on yeah. me. I know how the fucking system works, dog. I, I can see binary mm-hmm. in my sleep. I know what's going on. Uh, and so there's another layer of like, no, 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 no. I me super hot i'm smarter than all of you and i'm gonna take you all um there's that layer as well and i thought that uh i like that a lot as well i think that's the thing like super hot to me feels like an episode of twilight zone and that's what i really dig about it i think part of it is also like the idea of being too jacked in like being too logged on yeah um Mm -hmm. like maybe you know I i feel like especially now we have this relationship with tech and software and you know, having information so readily available, being able to plant our ideas on the internet in a place that can't, like it can't be erased and interact with like mm-hmm. millions of people at once. Um, we take advantage of the kind of seamlessness and like the low friction when it comes to interactions. Um, and we almost like trust that the interaction will at, will happen the same way. The feedback loop will happen as we know it. Will. Um, because, you know, we are, we're quote unquote in control. Mm-hmm. I like what I like about Super Hot is, and, and especially Super Hot because, like you, like George mentioned, you play uh, ostensibly a character who is maybe if he's not a hacker himself, yeah. hangs out with them. Um, and the best and the biggest thing about security, especially cybersecurity, is trust. Mm-hmm. Um, right. If you don't trust the things you're downloading from the places you're downloading them, then you really have no idea what's going on until you download it, basically. Right. So someone hands you some software, and these are people who are supposed to be in the know. Mm-hmm. Someone hands you this, and they're like, trust me, this is a thing. You trust them, because why wouldn't you? And this person abusing your trust is both a and sort of like a, a parable about how faceless words that we interact with and treat like mm-hmm. people like us are really just words. 
that can do anything to you. It might not, might not appreciate you the way you appreciate them. And, and that you're, you are not better than the situation around you if, you if you're not as diligent about making sure it is what it is all the time. Like, if you're not checking mm-hmm. then, and just assuming, then this could happen to you. Um, like, when you get into, like, the conspiracy theories of Super Hot, it's almost like this has been, this is a situation that has been created for you to trust. Mm-hmm. And you were, you were mm-hmm. being strung along the entire time. Mm-hmm. Or, even worse, maybe the situation is all made up, and this is just to keep your brain busy, because it's actually some Matrix shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And, we, and we're pretending that this is some, that you ever had control, when really, you were never really real. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the reason, sorry, Scott, but no. like, the reason that it works as well is because there is this um, this sort of, uh, I guess, honor among thieves. But at the same time, like even though they are savvy as hell, they get complacent. Uh, and like any, per- any person who like, is good at a thing can get complacent. Like, look at a bunch of bankers around 2009 and, like, the early 2000s. Like, listen, the market is fine. Don't fucking worry about it. It's all good. And we have uh, all these fucking people on, like, this BBS uh, server being like, y'all, don't. Y'all, this kid is freaking out. It's all good. He's fucking too crazy on that super hot. What? Um. But yeah, Scott, what were you going to say? No, what one thing I really appreciated was for the first probably half or so of, of the game, like the story mode of it, you it did a really good job in kind of tricking you into thinking you had control. Like your player, you as you both the player character you were playing as, the hacker, and you as a player playing a player, how it's like super hot like told you get seek medical attention you've been warned stop what you're doing don't log in anymore it's like okay right well, you're like I'm, you're, I'm, just, I'm want. just gonna do it whatever yeah. fine i'm just gonna keep playing and then as it goes on it's the it's around that time i believe that you have those cages cage areas where the the dance dog dance kind of thing that we mentioned a little bit earlier um taking place right. and all those and at, aspects of it and, and it, at one point gradual. you can exit out yeah right and at one point yeah. you can exit out but if you but when you try to come back like it's all fucked up mm-hmm. uh, i assume that's only on the pc version because you can't yeah. really it on the console but uh and scott i don't know what path we we're gonna you're gonna take us on but we're speaking a lot about the story but mm-hmm. For me personally, I thought the story and the narrative of this thing mm-hmm. taking control over you would have worked better for me if the pacing worked for me. As if I, mm-hmm. if I as a player, was actually immersed and hooked on that super hot. I was yeah. for a bit, but I think it lost me towards hooked the end. Hooked on that super hot. Yeah. Uh, but how do y'all feel about the pacing? Uh, Scott, how did you feel about it? In terms of the pacing, I guess I felt the pacing was okay because I never I was never playing the game specifically for the story. I felt the story and still right now I I, I feel the story is a nice bonus to the gameplay. Like I I love 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 the puzzleish shooter matrix gameplay of it. And that's what kept me going level after level 
and that's why I dabbled in like the challenge modes or and and endless modes mm. afterwards was I love the gameplay and I felt that the story while it didn't necessarily force me to keep playing it was more the gameplay that did that um I didn't mind the pacing I thought it was a good in terms of difficulty ramp I thought it it was paced fairly well I thought it introduced I'm glad they introduced the body swap or the hot switching yeah. later uh, after you had gotten a bit more comfortable with the disarming shooting throwing stuff those mechanics and then introduced the hot switching I thought that was good um so in terms of story pacing I'm not sure it didn't bother me too much but I thought the difficulty spike and the difficulty curve of it was paced well mm-hmm uh quinn you have some thoughts on that end of the game so how do you feel um okay like i said this game fucking broke me because my biggest my easily my biggest complaint is yes i get the enemies are red and yes i get the bullets are red but when you turn your when you turn the camera it's hard it's it's hard to track those things in my honest opinion and like what do you mean like the depth? Yeah, it's the depth of like the bullets and stuff. And that's okay. something that really pissed me off. Is like I would just die randomly, like, what the fuck happened? I didn't even know what happened. And like then I would do it, then I'd see what happened, but then I'd die random like it was this trial and error that wasn't fun. I don't mind trial and error in games, but it was getting to a point it was, it was ramping up towards the end where it's just like yeah, I can't do that. Like, so, and some of the environments, specifically the more closed off ones, mm-hmm. I oh oh man, those were rough. Like that office level, yeah, that was a bit rough. Mm. Jared, how did you feel about the pacing of the game? Played it straight through. Um, and I don't know that there was a point where. There's a point towards the end where I was like, when is it going to end? Because it clearly is going to at some point. Right. And I think I'm there. But I don't know what else there is, even is to do before you let me just kind of, you know. And, and it took me a while to figure out, like, like when I, the player was ready to resist, and maybe that's part of the game, I realized, like, I, I was already taken. So, like, it, resistance <laughs> is futile, basically. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to download yourself to the, the, to the like, high bar. Um but I think as a game, as the like the narrative is not a focus clearly, but I think it's more than just uh, like seasoning. Like it's it's it both informs why you can do what you do and gives you its own sort of motivation to do it, mm-hmm. um, or to at least understand why you're doing it. I think it's a clever subversion of first-person shooters in that it sort of lets you believe that you're you're immersing yourself in becoming the character, quote-unquote, when the character you think you are is not what you are. <clears throat> and what you think you'll be able to do is not what you'll be able to do. You never get much stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you get stronger weapons and you get new skills. You get, like, the body swap, and that's the mm-hmm. only new skill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> And that's less a new skill, more just a completion of your skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, reminds me in a way of Fury. Like, you don't get new weapons in Fury, just new challenges with the same weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't think it overstates welcome in that way. And I think when related to other games like it, um, more like the puzzly kind of shooters, like your Party Hards or your um, Hotline Miamis, mm-hmm. or um, I guess in ways maybe Ruiner, um, <laughs> or High Hell, like I feel like that game is always talking to you whenever it speaks. Mm. And, it's, and it's saying the same thing everywhere you look. Maybe in a different language, but it's saying the same thing. Where How I Am feels like a game that had a really cool mechanic and they kind of just wrote a game around it, colored mm-hmm. it, and kind of, they're not married necessarily, but like, it is what it is. Like, you don't, the story doesn't make you play the game like you're playing it. You play the game mm-hmm. like you're playing it because that's how you play it. And then the story yeah. is, you know, what you're shooting, what you are as a dude in a, in a pig mass shooting gangsters. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds pretty fun. I think in, I never had a, I never really had a significant portion of this game where I thought it was moving too fast, too slow. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I was always anticipating an end that I think took maybe like a level longer than I thought it should have taken. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that I'd call that a problem. Gotcha. So yeah, I, I guess it is really just me. Uh, I don't know. Like I think about halfway through the game, I just wasn't as romanced by it anymore. Like I said, like I think the first three levels, I was just like, man, this is like crazy. Uh, for a second there, I believe, yo, this is the this is fucking super hot. This is some sort mm-hmm. of like drug. Like what the fuck? Um, but I think yeah, halfway through it, I just personally just fell out of love with it. Like I thought it was still, I, I still enjoy what I was doing, but I wasn't taken to the point where it's like, I need to see this through the end in one sitting. I was just like, eh. Um, but I guess, yeah, that is just me, which is fine. Uh, like something like Hotline Miami, you mentioned there, like I was completely taken by Hotline Miami when I first played it. And that's a game I played from beginning to end. I love the entire thing. And I keep telling myself I'm going to go back to it. And I haven't. Um, but yeah. And I wonder how VR would, how that would make me feel about Super Hot if it would uh, make me like it more, or maybe like it the same I do now. Uh, because I guess it depends on what you're looking for from it. Because I think the the shooting is fine. It's a better first. It's a better VR shooter than other VR shooters, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the story it's telling is a bit more heavy handed because of lots. There's a lot more physical interaction with a narrative, especially towards the end. Like the ending is different, like completely. Mm-hmm. I've had um, the ending spoiled for me, and I fucking love it. I love the ending to Super Hot VR so goddamn much. VR um, isn't on PlayStation VR, is it? It is. Yes, it is. Oh, um, awesome. And I think, I think maybe for me, as the person who like the thing I found most fascinating about Super Hot, apart from the pitch, was the thing of the uh, the con- the program taking control over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's even a little bit at the end of this game. It's similar because the thing I think I would like that more in VR because the analog feels more one to one. Like I am wearing the VR headset. I am playing super hot. I am like yeah. just blown away by how cool it is. And it's take like all these uh, because I'll spoil the end of super hot uh, VR. It ends with you doing the thing that everyone does in a VR shooter. You point the gun at you at your head and you shoot yourself and you're like, "Congratulations, you can now play super hot VR forever." And that's so fucking good. Again, that's Videodrome, the end. Like we are the new Flash. Bam. That's fucking Basically, yeah. great. 
That's and at the very end, after that, when you're like mm-hmm. in the in the office, and there's like all the computers and the bros like there, like, yeah, man, you're sweet, the hacker, bro, you win. And then like you open the door, and the little triangle shows up, and you're like, how come this is there when it should be destroyed? Because <laughs> you've been in the game the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Need some Inception sound mm-hmm. effect. Yeah, the Hans Zimmer. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we should talk about yeah. the sort of wrapper around Super Hot because, like you said, it's sort of like on this command line looking early Mac OS uh, yeah. vector command screen. prompt. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys find anything? I I assume Quinn, you didn't poke around too much because you were kind of done with the game. Um, the most I did was find that chat room and play Tree Dude, which Tree Dude is pretty good. <laughs> Tree Dude is fun. Um. Fun fact, I actually fucked around before I actually played the game. Whoa. Don't need to know your personal life, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I need to find a way to turn on fucking subtitles, but there's no audio in that game, so there's no need for subtitles. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a really cool aesthetic choice they did. It completed the feel of it, I think. I think it wrapped it up it was a nice wrapper to it. Um, I didn't explore it too much. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's just kind of like, I don't understand why this is here. Um, and if you're the kind of person who's like specifically digging for more story content, that could be frustrating. I can feel like it feels like there's like a super hot within super hot because there is a game that is locked that starts with the same dialogue as the opening of super hot, where it's, where it's uh, someone else being like, Hey, oh, I found this yeah. game, blah, 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 but I didn't explore that, uh, so I don't know what that was about. It's not a tree dude, that's for sure. Tree dude is <laughs> Has anyone played the, um, what is it called? Uh, mind control delete. That's the, isn't that an early access? I don't remember. I, I remember that it was supposed to be a thing that was mentioned last year, and I don't know yeah. if it ever came out or not. What is it? Early it's like an endless running thing or endless. It's thing? like a almost like a roguelike, roguelike oh, yeah. version. Uh, when I was um, last year, I don't know if that was supposed to be in like early access yeah. or something. I don't. I, I don't remember. Super hot mind control delete. It's technically yes, yeah, um, labeled as early access on Steam. Standalone expansion that does not require the main game. It uses roguelike elements to create a series of levels, but otherwise follows the same mechanics as Super Hot. Levels and challenges will be procedurally generated. The expansion will have the player choose one of several minds, the player control or the player character that each have unique abilities, unlocking these based on their progress in the game, and as they complete levels, gain power ups that allow them to face tougher challenges. Hmm. Sounds interesting. Hmm. I don't know if there's a release date for that. Yeah, shout out to Super Hot team just committing to their namesake and just working on Super Hot for the rest of their lives right now. Going for the Super Hot cart racer. Uh huh. Excited. Time only moves when you move. <laughs> um, that actually might not like be terrible. Huh? Yeah. It's on early ac- It's in early access on Steam. But does that have a separate sort of like narrative through line, or is it just the game right now? Um, it doesn't say, um, it was released yeah. at least in early access back in December of 2017. I don't know uh, how many more stories you can tell within the current super hot frame. 
Well, I feel... there's a Japanese one happening too, you know? Yeah, that has like a special story or something just for <laughs> the Japanese audience. Super hot JP. Yeah. That sounds cool. Um, I, the more they do like these smaller games, I just get such a Five Nights at Freddy's vibe and take um, from this series. How it just slowly adds to the story and the mythos and you can just keep digging deeper and deeper. Mm. And in my opinion, that's the way to do it. Like, yeah. there's no I, need I no to make Doom for these guys. Like, oh, not at all. If they can produce from Soup the Nuts a small, you know, two-hour experience and make the game they want, and you know, I think Super Hot Team is lucky in a way that they have the juice, basically. Like, they don't mm-hmm. have to prove to anyone what they can do. Everybody knows at this point. So they can just put out another super hot, and they're yeah. going to sell. Um, it's not like you have to convince your, your two, three-man team, or even, you know, even slightly larger than that, that has to prove that your your IP is worth buying. Like, yeah. super hot's gotten all the headlines and needed back in 2016. Um, mm-hmm. And 2015 before that. So... Mm-hmm. They're good so long as these games they continue to put them out with some regular some regularity and they continue to be the experience we'll expect. Yeah. Mm. And adding the like it sounds like with uh, mind control delete, it's adding a f- couple features like kind of a drip feed new features into the games to just kind of keep them fresh while not deviating too heavily. I think that'll be very smart for them. Mm-hmm. And their name Killstagram are- too. <laughs> Um, Hell yeah! Their games yeah. will be known for quality, and people will get exactly what they're they're hoping for, which I think will be good for them. But what we really haven't touched too much on yet is the gameplay itself. What did you guys think of the <laughs> actual gameplay mechanics and aspects? Yeah, we got ahead of ourselves there, I guess. We really yeah. haven't touched on this, so george Quinn. let's start with you since okay, uh, you were last last time so let's uh start with you what did you think of the the gameplay so i think i've said sort of how i feel like i think the beginning i was really in fact i thought it was really really it was everything that i heard it was right mm. and i i wasn't i didn't expect myself to be uh so surprised by it because i've heard so much about it um but like when you first experience it like yo this is fucking crazy Mm -hmm. um but like i said i think after a while the charm just wasn't there for me anymore i don't know uh it stopped being cool i I think my favorite thing i think about the game uh is when you're and maybe quinn can't relate to this part but when you struggle so much with a level and at a certain point you finally get it and you forget how you got there but then the replay plays Mm -hmm. and so like you did this, you did this, you did this, you did this. And that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes it looks lame because sometimes you like just, you're like you using cover. And so it's just a guy going mm-hmm. like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that yeah, didn't look, look cool. The in worst. A, yeah. In a couple levels, I just stayed in like a bathroom or something and just kept walking around in circles. So a guy would like come in and I could take him out and then I would just walk around in circles to keep time going until the next guy came in who had a gun, which I could then disarm and then take out the the, the other guys. I think the body snatch uh, ability uh, uh, added another layer of... Obviously made it more interesting, but it also just made it cooler, right? Because mm-hmm. like it, it, it worked out perfectly for me one time 
where I was like three guys left. Uh, and I shot the first guy and then the other guy had a shotgun. And so I transported there and then like everything worked mm-hmm. in tandem that it seemed like a dance. And like, I felt like I just survived by the hair on my chin mm-hmm. because I was like, Oh, like I transformed, but guess what? Like the bullet went to that guy. Like, mm-hmm. um, and that stuff was really, really neat. But I think I, even after that, I, I was still just like, yeah, it, it, Reminds you of Hotline Miami, isn't that it's a strategic shooter? Like you gotta, here's your choke point. Uh, you want to avoid that guy, but uh, yeah, I think it, it's cool. But for me, I was like, yeah. Oh. What about you, Quinn? Um, <clears throat> okay. When originally playing this game, like George said, first three levels, this is cool. But then as it dragged on, I was like, this is just getting almost to be like a chore. And it was just not something I began to enjoy. This is one of those games that I think it would it would demo really well and people would come in really hot, but then there's people like me who like play the demo like, oh that's great. Then you play the actual release and like well, this kind of sucks. Welcome. Man, you know what would suck if someone made Super Hot as a pitch to a big publisher for a AAA game, and then they had to make a AAA game all around the mechanic of Super Hot. That would probably. Oh, do you mean that. Assassin's Creed? Hey, <laughs> um, hey, hey. I think um, that's an interesting take, considering how your love for Hitman. Yeah, but which in micro in micro burst is a lot like Super Hot. Yeah, but the thing is, I I play Hitman very strangely. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find be un, as undetected as I can. I'm playing Hitman as a fucking stealth game. I'm well, not playing, I think the difference. I guess that's the difference. You can't play, you can't play super it, hot yeah. in a, in stealth mode. Yeah, super hot is when like you're decided you can't be stealth anymore. Yeah, a bunch of soup cans in your pockets, and now <laughs> you got to make them work. Yeah. Super That's hot what, is when you're Neo but, from the Matrix and you're busting in the elevator scene and tons of yeah. guys are coming at you. That's that's super hot. And I think my favorite parts of super hot are when No, like I don't know if anyone's played um Silent Hill the I think it's the room. No, it's one for the PSP. Um, uh Origin? Origin, yeah. Where like Is the trucker? Uh, That's the one with the um, trucker. I think so. And a big part of the mechanics is like just picking shit off off like desks and throw them at people. So you spend lots of time like throwing safes and like phones and typewriters at like gratuitous monsters. You're throwing safes? And I find that to be fucking hilarious. And there's a part in the office in Superhot where you're throwing telephones at people. Yeah. And that like brought me straight <laughs> back to that. I'm like yeah, the briefcase, and then it reminded me in Hitman 1 where I threw, like, a soup can at someone in a kitchen, and I'm like, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly yeah. what I'm looking for. The office uh, section reminded me specifically of Wanted, from that one scene mm-hmm. in, in the motion picture Wanted with James McAvoy and Angela where I believe James McAvoy used a keyboard and hits who was Chris Pratt at that yeah. point yeah. before Hit he was young famous. Chris Pratt, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's still, still Chris Pratt. the camera. Yeah, and it says like "fuck you," and that's yeah, got is that Parks fucking... and Rec Chris Pratt before he was a Marvel guy. Forget that yeah. Marvel money. Yeah, it might have been before Parks and Rec. It might have yeah, been actually. actually. It might have been before Parks and Rec. Remember the Wanted video game? I God. did. I, I never played it. I, I wanted. It. 
I beat it in Shout like, out to a that. sitting, Shout but to I enjoyed like the whole bullet curving. It was it's a pretty easy that's shooter, like, but it was that's like, another game where someone like made a mechanic. You're like, hmm, yeah, all right. Yeah. Let's slap six more hours of this here and see what yep. happens. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> we can't we can't get like James McAvoy or Engineer Jolie mm-hmm. or um who am I missing? Oh, um Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. But we can like get their likenesses and impersonators. Yeah. And we'll charge forty bucks for this. And yeah. welcome to two thousand eleven. Rest in peace, Grin Games. I forget what else they made. Was wow. that Grin? Yeah. Yeah, it was Grin. But Jarrett, to you comparing it to Hitman, mm. when things go awry, I restart the mission. Whack! I don't. I just go punch dudes in the face. <laughs> no, that's how I play. Like get shot to death by like uh, bodyguards, but whatever. It's the same. Like even when I play Dishonored, I do the same fucking thing. Like that's how I am with stealth games. Mm. That's I how I am with Fire Emblem. I lose a character, restarting the level. So yeah, you don't get to the points in Hitman where the stuff that Jared likes happens. Where like Mm -hmm. where you're fucking like you're just trying to make it out alive, and so you're just trying to improvise at this point. It's just like Mm -hmm. someone's like, "What? Who's that?" You're like, (laughs) I think the difference is like I start out. I think I start out Hitman levels the same way, but it's like I've I'm also preparing contingencies when that's not gonna work. So when I definitely missed the sniper bullet and everyone's like, who the fuck's up there in that roof? You just missed us like an asshole. It's just me shrugging. Like, I already have a briefcase with like semi-automatic weapons behind me. So like, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I'm, I'm with the shits if it has to go down this way. Yeah. And well, I think I appreciate, messy. yeah, I appreciate Superhot for being a game about being with the shits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not how I play games like that, Jarrett. It's um, also how I played Wolfenstein. Yeah. But Wolfenstein can be a stealth game if you want it to be. And, and it, that should reward you for being for, for playing stealthily because of all the bonuses you get for using certain weapons certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... And, and I think the best parts of games like, say, Uncharted 4 um, wow. are when... Like, they've adjusted stealth to mean not just don't get caught, but, like, don't get caught for as long as possible. Kind of in the same like last the Last of Us stealth is basically Uncharted Four stealth, where like sure. you can sneak mm-hmm. through the level unseen, but there are things that can find you without seeing you. So like maybe prepare for the worst because the worst is almost definitely going to happen, especially yeah. if you're playing grounded where you don't get like the see through radar thing, or you basically have to see them and then assume they're in a in a direction. And when you walk around a corner and you were wrong, now you have to hit the clicker in the face with a brick. Like, I always like that sort of dynamicism, and you know, I don't think Super Hot is perfect because it really is just kind of one sort of combat angle, mm-hmm. sixteen times or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it couldn't work with another with another layer still. It couldn't work yeah. um, with longer levels. You know, it, this is a snapshot. These levels shouldn't take longer than a couple minutes at most. And, and that's what frustrated me about that final level, that it was so fucking long. Well, and, and, then, and yeah. to that, I think you're right. Like, that's a level that you're conditioned to know that these levels take maybe three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that level took, like, ten minutes. Because you're, yeah. you're just an endless font of dudes, and you're, and you're completely doing something completely different 
than you're normally doing, mm-hmm. and it's in a way that's like completely unintuitive. It's like boss fights in Doom. That's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like it's like boss fights in general. Like it feels like this moment where they understand they need to get harder, but in doing so, they sort of betray the entire design of the game. Right. That was like yeah. um, uh, Human Revolution's problem. Day, the original Deus Ex for or the not original, but the, the first remake, reboot. I guess. The first remake. Yeah. Yeah. Where like you have agency no ma- and every step you take in every building, except when you walk into a room with a boss, where your job is to shoot them in the face of this a lot. And or you- fuck you if you've been building your character to be the stealthy hacker yeah. type. If you it's forgot like, to give uh, Adam Jansen the ability to punch through walls, then you're fucked. Yeah. Oops. Um, I will agree. I completely am on board with the point on the last level. It was a very big departure. It didn't need yeah. to be three sections of just escalating kill more guys in the same area. I thought in one take, like it's a weird yeah. diff- the difficulty spike is weird because yeah. of the level design or not the level design, mm-hmm. but because of that caveat that you have to do this three times. Yeah. Uh, so that was definitely the, the low point in terms of levels in terms of, I never felt it overstate its welcome, but I think that's if had it gone on for twice as many levels, I definitely, I, I feel like I would have started feeling that fatigue. Um, but with only like 18 to 20 levels, I didn't necessarily feel that. And I just enjoyed kind of coming up with interesting ways to kind of go about the levels. Like when I got hot switching, one of the best feelings I got through my playthroughs was I had a gun and I had killed all the guys around except one of them. And I was going to hot switch to him. But before I did that, I threw the gun that I had. And then I hot switched to the guy, and when I hot switched, I was able to then grab the gun that was flying to me. So yep. because whenever you hot switch, they they lose their weapon or whatever they're holding breaks. So I was able to quickly hot switch, grab my gun, and then turn around and shoot some guy in the face. And that like that yeah that was crazy rewarding to me. And it's like that is so cool that I could do that in the figuring out the priority is like okay that guy just shot me so he's okay for right now so i'm gonna shoot the guy next to him and then i'm gonna chuck my gun at him so he'll lose the gun he's holding i'm going to then grab that gun shoot him in the face spin around chuck my other gun or by that time i'll be reload so i can take down that guy and just that constant i just felt like neo just thinking how all the cool ways that I could take on a room full of guys. And, and I guess that's why I never felt bored by it just because there was a, there are a lot of options you can do to make yourself feel like a badass. Um, I love the, the throwing mechanic and being able to quickly disarm guys. That was, I always found fun ways to, to do that. Um, and it's interesting because like the, all the actions have like, Several tactical layers, like you said, like like when you mm-hmm. when you hot switch, they just it's a way to disarm someone. Mm-hmm. So like if you can't find another way to disarm someone, but and you all seem to be on the other side of this level, mm-hmm. you can hot switch to them. Now they don't have a gun. Now the person you were just in also doesn't have a gun because you didn't have one, or you threw it, and yeah. now you threw the gun away from this person. You've in hot switching, you've disarmed the second person, and now you're mm-hmm. grabbing the gun you threw to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, or like when you have a katana. If someone shoots at you, you can cut the bullet in cut half the and then throw yeah. the katana at someone. And you can even hot switch. I think one level I had the hot switch out of a corner to get to the person who I threw the katana at and then had to catch it before it actually mm-hmm. killed me. Um, 
but like there's always a second and third use to everything mm-hmm. and you know your guns are empty but they can always be thrown um bullet like bottles and bullets are useful in melee but can also be thrown mm-hmm. um switching uh, switching isn't just being another place it's also putting a person or putting the enemy in a state they weren't in before not just location wise but in armament mm-hmm. um and it's not just being a different you know? tactical advantage in right. just positioning. There's more of a tactical element than just, oh, I want to be this guy. Um, right. And we don't know like what's going through Neo's head when he does the things he does when he walks into a room. We just see what happens. And you know, is he he's probably not thinking through the entire process and like mm-hmm. when you're most locked in the super hot, neither are you. You just know kind of all of the verbs, and you just kind of mm-hmm. put them in. You don't write the sentence before you walk into the room. You kind of just put the words together as you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a sign of, I think, great feedback on the mechanics. I think any like, good fighting games have that, too, where you don't have to think so much about the, the inputs. And like practice gives you that, too, but like a good fighting game doesn't overload you with inputs up front, and you just kind mm-hmm. of know when to do the things when you do them. Um, so yeah, I think super hot and ironically, super hot rewards learning and rewards um, practice in a game that doesn't have much replayability. Yeah, like it's short mm-hmm. and it has like an endless mode, but like after you play it and get to the end, it should do you really need to play it again? I don't know if you just like it a lot. It's a short game, so you can just play through it again. But mm-hmm. like as much as I like super hot, I haven't been like consumed with the urge to play it. The really challenge like I, modes i've i've been enjoying i've dived i dove a bit into the challenge modes this time around and i've been enjoying them one was one of the first ones that's unlocked after you get endless mode is katana only so it's like you're a ninja so mm-hmm. you can only you can throw a katana you can punch and you can obviously use the sword mm-hmm. um but just going through like that it's is very interesting and it adds a new layer because you can't you're you're very much limited to having to get up close to guys. And when they're firing their assault rifles at you and there's a few guys with shotguns, it's like, okay, how am I going to do this? Okay. I have to cut the bullet so I can then fling the sword, kill him quickly, skirt around the side, grab my sword. So I then can take out guy B and C and things like that. And one of the challenge modes, um, it's like early 2000s mode or 1980s mode. I can't remember what it was called, but it gives all the red guys like Agent Smith sunglasses. Uh, <laughs> it was. It was I don't know how I feel about that. Oh, I feel about that. It was. It was. It was pretty fun. That's something. I think uh, for me, for me, endless mode. I think the best thing about it is just conceptually, because I think at some point the developers of this game realized, like, as much as we we've had this narrative of this game not being a game, mm-hmm. uh, it being a thing that's here to take over but that means if that means that we can't add game ass shit like an endless mode but then the end of the game it works out perfectly it's like you surrender control and like Mm -hmm. the vr thing which i love the most is like how do you get endless mode you completely detach yourself by fucking shooting yourself on the head and the game's like congratulations you can now play super hot forever (laughs) hey and i think that works very well I think that's probably my favorite thing about the whole ending and the way that you unlock endless mode, because mm-hmm. like, oh, well, you're here, you're here now. You you, you love super hot, but you're there you go, super hot. How about more super hot? How about more? 
I think with that, I don't know how much more there is to say, really, but... Um, and, let yeah, since you brought it up, let's talk about that ending where you legitimately have to shoot yourself in the head. I thought it was a really cool touch. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't. I think it makes the most. I think that's the way you end that story. Like because it, it, it ends with the computer taking control. Yeah, I think you inject yourself in, up yeah. into the matrix and like there's only one thing left mm-hmm. to get rid of this weak ass body. Yeah. yeah, and I think in VR it pro it the it works a lot better because it's just like you just got to point the gun at yourself and yeah. there I am. There is mm-hmm. a physical element. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good ending, I think. I think the, yeah. the way you get there, maybe not, but I think the way it ends is... Again, it's the only way that I think could have ended. Uh, mm-hmm. With yeah. how it was setting... With how the story was setting it up, I, I think that was the only correct outcome that they could have ended it with. Mm-hmm. I will say, the ending of the game is kind of, like, full of itself, but... How so? It's just like... Oh yeah, it's like they just need a fucking way to end the game. So that's that's the only. Uh, thing. I think it was I leading the, up to it. It's leading fairly. up to it, like because the game. I think that's interesting because I feel like to me, like that's the only way you end that game because from the beginning, it's like this isn't gonna end good, Chief. Like this isn't just a game. Mm-hmm. You need to quit this because let me tell you what: when you start doing cocaine, it doesn't end well for you. <laughs> uh, unless you get help, uh, and it's it, you try to get out, and you're coming back in. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, yikes! And um, like, adi- like once you're hooked, you're already like once you recognize you've been had and that you're you might have been trapped into something. Mm-hmm. It's already too late. So it's like there is no, and and the rest of that game after um, when they lock you in a cell and, and make you move, basically, at, from then on, it's like you resisting in, in vain against this thing so it's like mm-hmm. the only other option is to become the thing or to accept that you've become it because you've already become it yeah mm-hmm. and, and the rest of the game is just it sort of convincing you to become it the only other way to end it is to put endless mode right before the end of the game and just annoy you to death <laughs> like the player and be like you should just turn this off dude yeah it's that, over. That, or yep. or here's a fucking core you have to kill three nodes and whatever mm-hmm. there's probably a better way to get you to that end but yes. that, i think that is the only way to end yeah uh-huh. i think the ending in terms of the ending level had they simply made it where you had to clear all the guys before you like just maybe increase the number of guys in the level but reduce it so you don't have to redo the same thing three times or redo it the same level two more two additional times i think would have been yeah if it's got to be three stages have it three unique stages of doing yeah. this core thing um, I think... or just don't yeah. yeah the worst part for it for me it's like the game is good for me the game is the best when it doesn't know it's a game and at that point when you I mean you do i always think to the commentary on gone home uh, mm. I, I somehow brought gone home into this but in gone home you have to Welcome. find the map to the schematic to the house, uh, and it's only two pieces. Originally, it was going to be three pieces, but at the end, they realized that's too fucking video gamey. Let's just do yeah. it two. Why does it need to be three? Let's just do two. Uh, and having it split up into three sections, it's just like the most video game ass video game thing. And at that point, it doesn't feel like 
this sort of crazy piece of software. It just feels yeah. that's the part where the illusion sort of broke with me as well. On top of being fucking hard as hell. Um, shout yeah. out to uh, Steve Gaynor. Yeah, yeah shout out to Steve Gaynor and Carla. Even Over. if they had presented it where it was different cores or something and not just, oh, you got denied in the upload, so you have to try again. Um, yeah. I think it would have been a bit less stupid, but like you were I think saying, it was just try to super scramble. video gamey. Yeah, people try to scramble to put the perfect sort of punctuation on shit. Yeah. And people are like afraid to kind of let things just end. Like, mm-hmm. everyone wants to close well, but, like, sometimes the best way to close is just to close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get it all the time. Like, I don't really write great endings. <laughs> but, like, I'd rather just end than, like, have some grandiose way to sort of close a sure. part. Like, mm-hmm. If I have nothing left to say, you'll know it if I write a, an extra paragraph of bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that's what that felt like, kind of like an extra paragraph. Like, reminding you that this is a video game you're playing. Yeah. So here's mm-hmm. some video game-ass shit. When, like, you have a final boss in an RPG and there's, like, seven fucking stages for no reason. Mm-hmm. And at this like, point, they already had the... They already knew what the final sentence was going to be, but they had right. to get... Yeah, yeah. but they'd, like, for some reason, they had to flourish to get there. And, like, yeah. I don't know. This and there's always, always a... Like, in RPG... Like you were saying, Jared, and then in RPGs, there's always some other mysterious character behind the scenes that was pulling the strings from the guy that right and you're like it's like this, who the hell is this guy is this a good twist or, or like are you doing this because this is what jrpg do yeah like and that's that yeah this shooter felt like are you doing the shooter ass shit because that's what shooters do or that's because you want them to yeah and like th- that felt like if you were trying to get this published by like you know activision okay. or something and they were like this is fine but like we need a boss at the end and they're like, well, why? I mean, there's no boss in the game. Why would need a boss? And they're like, I don't know. Turns give me a boss out fight. Tree Dude is yeah. behind the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Your buddy uh. is actually the computer. I don't yeah. know if there's anything else to say about yeah. Super Hot. I might be yeah. Super Hot out. Yeah, I think yeah. that's uh, that's going to do it. So, uh, like we started with Dead Space, and I think we're going to keep it going. If you guys had to give Super Hot a, a score from 1 to 10 right now, what would you give it? George, you're up first. Uh, wow. Um... <sighs> Shit. This sucks. Uh, I'm gonna go with a seven for me. That's a seven for me, Chief. Quinn. Five five six. No point fives, baby. I'll uh, give I'll let you have a point five. I'm not letting you ten take it to the hundredth place. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you <laughs> yeah. well, no, at that point we'd just be rounding. It'd be five point six, not five point five six. No, it's five point five to six. That's my just fucking 5.5. Okay. There you go. You just got to commit. You got to commit to your half yeah. bullshit ass punctuation yeah. number. Jarrett? Uh, I would give the original Super Hot a 7. I'd give Super Hot VR an 8. Mm-hmm. I think I'd Super go, Hot VR yeah. is like the, the way you play that game, I think. I think, yeah, it, it feels like mm-hmm. the way it. Like just just for the narrative, is like everything makes yeah, more, like yeah. it, it makes way more sense in VR. Yeah, I need to. I, I guess I need to pick up 
super hot VR for PlayStation tomorrow, I guess. $25, baby. Okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll wait to try it. <laughs> Psych. Um, but I would probably give it an 8. Like I legitimately really like it. I haven't played place or uh, uh the VR version, so this is the only super hot experience I've had, but I've I've really enjoyed it. Um VR is, VR super hot. It's the only VR game I've played. So, yeah. Mm. Maybe I'm also just like bias because it's the only it's the only right. super, the only video game i played in vr and it was a good experience right you should get you should try beat saber it's pretty mm. good um but uh, that is going to do it for this special video game book club mini episode featuring super hot i want to thank all of our ip guests george quinn and jared for joining me everybody where can people find you on the interwebs you can find me at irrational pod of course but That's you can true. also find me at j cruz alvarez 26 on twitter um you can find me on twitter at quantum underscore arbiter where george tells me to tweet more mm-hmm. i mean you don't have, if you have nothing to say really um so i got to uh oh also listen to input a video games new show available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, wherever the podcasts are found. We give you the right scoop on video game news. I don't know. That's that's my pitch. I don't know. That yeah, was great. It's good pitch. It. I liked it. Um, <laughs> follow me at Jared John. Basically, just follow all the spicy tweets. Hell yeah, they are spicy tweets. And of course, you can find me at SolidSnake120 and on IrrationalPassions.com and Twitch.tv slash IrrationalPassions and uh, here, YouTube.com slash IrrationalPassion or RationalPod? Is it Irrational? At IrrationalPod. At IrrationalPod, um, where every Saturday, uh, Alex hosts Alex, Scott, Tony, and Navishin do our, uh, our weekly podcast and we got all sorts of stuff and got stuff happening we got game of the year coming up soon so look forward to all of that but in the meantime everybody thanks again for stopping in next time i promise will be ori and the blind foreigners definitive edition episode one and until then everyone have a good one